You're listening to episode number eight of the Action Figure Blues podcast, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Eli, and with me tonight are... Andy. And Ben. We're three guys living in Australia who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much, we made this podcast to just talk about them. Tonight, our toy of the week is Hot Toys Blade, and our discussion topic is articulation versus aesthetics. Welcome, gents. How goes it? Yeah, very yeah, good. good Thank you. How's everybody's week been? Get up to anything interesting? Uh, no, no, not at all. I've had a shocker of a week, actually. Um, just uh, one of those weeks where you really start to hate your dog. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Don't work for the post office, do you? Uh, sorry? <laughs> Don't work for the post office, do you? No, not, not since the incident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's reassuring somewhat. It's <laughs> <laughs> just been one of those weeks, but um, uh, the missus sort of um, cheered me up at the end of the week, but I'll tell you all about that a bit later in acquisitions. No, so sort of made the week come to a nice ending anyway. Nice. What about you, Ben? Um, oh, look, I have to confess, I've uh, I've just had my way with a boozy tart. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my my good wife makes a um, makes a dessert that's called a boozy tart, and it's um it's like a strawberry tart that has uh, sherry and contro and whatnot in it, and uh, yeah, it was sensational. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't too bad. So you're going to breeze through this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I've asked her to bring me in booze at sort of the halfway mark, so we'll keep on the on the theme. Have you got a little bell there? Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. You've got an alarm set on her phone. It was a bit of an emotional rollercoaster this week with work. Um, it was some highs and some lows and finished on a good high. I don't know if it made up for the, uh, the lows, but... Uh, we got there in the end um, and um, settled into the weekend with, you know, a few hours at the beach and um, oh, nice. you know, some time in the garden and that type of stuff, which is all very well and good, but I might go into work tomorrow just to, you know, punish myself. Oh, dedication. Sunday work. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's, we try to avoid that one at all costs. Indeed. Mm. All right, then. Well, um, let's kick off with some articulated news. Anyone for... Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro-mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapults, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmates! Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. 
We're not what you'd call a comprehensive toys news service, but these are some of the stories from this week that relate to the things that we're interested in. So guys, a few things going on in the news this week. One thing I'm sure that has not gone unnoticed by a lot of uh, fans out there is this week's announcement by our pretend friend, Maddie, with an update <laughs> on the uh, DC Universe Club Infinite Earth subscription. So yeah. I don't know if you've uh, heard much about this, but uh, yes, yes. a bit of a delay on the, um, the start of it. So the Golden Age Flash being the first figure of the subscription, it was due to come out uh, this month, well, tomorrow, but by the time you get this, it'll be this month, April, and um, it's not actually coming out until May, um, which I guess is not totally unexpected, but it was announced such a long time ago, so yeah. I guess people just go, you know, show me the bloody things. Yeah. How does the, um, I mean, if that means we start in May and finish in May, I mean, I suppose it's not exactly, you know, it's a, an annual subscription. It doesn't necessarily say calendar year subscription. Mm. Um, how does the Master of the, Masters of the Universe one works? Is that what month to month is that? I don't actually know what the start date on that one is, but okay. I do know that there's the extra bit that they announced is that the the for the June figure there's actually not gonna it's not gonna be uh, part of the combined shipping deal. Yeah. So there's gonna be a few people with their noses out of joint on that one. Um, I'm not in the subscription for either of them this year, but um, I, I I would imagine I'd be pretty pissed off to hear that because you've got June as a double month for the um, DC Universe Club. I don't know what that's doing for um, Masters of the Universe, but uh, there's often a double figure with those as well. Yeah, I think the, the part of it that actually probably annoyed me the most was seeing that Rocket Red is actually one of the quarterly figures, so that counts as one of the oversized figures, and he doesn't look particularly oversized to me. Yeah, um, I think we speculated a little while back that he was maybe going to be the size of, say, Stell or something like that, uh, because some of the parts uh, looked look like similar. And also, oh, okay. I think I think um, mm. Mattel was saying that uh, uh, some of the parts were actually um, the what's it called, Atom Smasher parts. So oh, I think okay. we can assume it's the equivalent to a to an oversized one. Okay, well, that's not too bad then. I mean, I, I just sort of, the first time I saw it, I just, it just looks like the standard, you know, DC Universe Classics buck, so if he is sort mm. of oversized, I feel a bit better. Yeah, it was a bit hard to tell from the photos that we saw. Yeah. But um, June, going back to the no combined shipping, that's when Metron actually comes out as well. So that's Metron and the chair. Yeah. Uh, so mm. people are going to get stung a bit on postage. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Oh. But it's okay. Maddie at least apologised for something last week, so I'll probably apologise for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, what else happened this week? Well, um, i got one here. Um, Warner Brothers have actually confirmed that they're, uh, they're um, releasing a new, new Batman series called Beware the Batman. Um, it's slated to be a 2013 debut... But there's also talk that it may come out later this year. Mm. Yeah, now this time it's going to be a, um, a CGI affair, so we'll see how it works out. But apparently they're planning to bring in a lot more sort of obscure or um, cult-type characters like Anarchy. Oh, um, okay. So that'll be I interesting. Yeah, I saw no, Professor Pink's going... in there as well. Yeah, yeah, isn't exactly. Isn't he one of the, the new Grant Morrison villains, isn't he? That's right, yeah. yeah so... What they're really sort of, um, if, they're, if they're, they're going to try and make it fresh, 
that's the way to do it, not to do the same old bad guys every time. That's right. Yeah, let's let's introduce the you know the psychopathic Doctor Pig. Yeah, because he's like you know kids will love him. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, a, that's a great replacement for Batman Brave and the Bold. <laughs> so does, does that mean Brave, Batman Brave and the Bold is finished? Yeah, yeah, they, oh, they retired yeah, yeah. it. Bummer. It is a shame. That was a fun show. Too clever yeah. for its own good. So when they say it's a replacement for that show, I think it just means the resources and money that they threw at putting that to thing together as being redirected to this new, more uh, grown-up version. What a shame. That's, yeah. I mean, they're, mm. they're obviously trying to bank on the fans. I mean, you know, a lot of adults followed Brave and the Bold and yeah. all the series for the BTAS, everything. There were a lot of adults that followed it, so I guess they're mm. trying to appeal to that market. So. Yeah, I imagine there there might there might be an opportunity for a bunch of toys to come out of this one as well, but not really seeing more than this um, preview image. I've got no idea what they could look like, and I think there's actually a, a bunch of other Batman things going on in the next twelve months anyway. Well, well, there is. They've got that new sort of generic line they they've recently um, recently previewed. Um, yeah. yeah, they've also got the Dark Knight line coming out this year mm, with the um, movie. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, they've got there's a little bit of Batman in the in the Young Justice line, Batman, mm. especially Robin, of course. And you know, if, if they're going to stack this one on as well, and plus we don't know what's going to go on with DC Universe, is, is that too many superhero toys? No, I don't know. You know? Um, I don't know. That generic Batman one's a bit of a bit of a weird one for me because I, it's just not that interesting to me after we've had I guess it's kind of kind of to me it looks like they've tried to take the Batman Brave and the Bolt toys and stretch them out a bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. They've got the big hands and the big feet and the tiny body sort of thing going mm. on there. Yeah, so yeah. I, mean, I, I certainly don't mind plenty of variety uh, like I'm you know I mean lots and lots of superhero figures is better than no figures I, I guess as long as they don't sort of water down some of the other lines. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's what I was thinking, you know, is, is this going to take the focus away from other lines that people are investing their, their time and effort into, you know? Just or more Batman on the shelf. But if you're, a, if you're a Batman fan, like Andy, you were a bit of a almost completist approach to your Batman stuff. Would, would, yeah, you, would, you, be, have, yeah. would you have picked this up when you were in that phase? I would have back then, yeah. If it had, when I was in that phase, it had Batman on it, I had to have it. Mm. <laughs> You'd be in trouble now, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I snapped that. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> the only thing I'm still sucked in by is, is Batmobiles. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm shocking. I see a new Batmobile, I have to have it. Yeah. I don't care what it is, which line, whatever. I've got to have more. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. We shall see, I guess. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And, um, any of you guys see the um, the solicits for the Hot Toys Hawkeye movie figure? I did indeed. Yes. Yes. I, um, <laughs> I'm still not going to break my um, my my uh, promise to get movie related figures, but wow, geez, I tell you what. I mean, uh, whoever, I mean, whoever sits down to to sculpt these likenesses, they um, they weave some magic because. Oh. That's just you know that's Renner just through and through. It just looks gorgeous. It's, um, yeah, it's and, stunning. Yeah. And of course, you know, one of the things I've noticed over the years with toys in general is um, it, it's usually really hard to get figures to sort of stand and then look sideways and use a weapon sideways. Like you know how you can never quite get someone to hold a bow properly and hold a bow and an yeah. arrow. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they put this figure together to get him to 
accurately um, sort of hold the bow so you can pose him shooting an arrow sort of thing. That'll be, you know. Well, if, yeah. if, if, if you look in the preview pictures there over at um, AFI, there's actually a shot of him actually uh, drawing the bow back. Yeah. yeah. That looks brilliant. That's quite impressive. gorgeous. So um, did, they did something pretty good with the um, the DC's thirteen inch green arrow with the hands and stuff. But was was there issues with that one that anybody remembers? Oh, I have to confess, I never opened mine up, so uh. <laughs> I, I just didn't have the display space. So he's still sitting in his box. But mm. if this is what they're looking like for the rest of the line, I think um, if the Hulk looks as good as I think he's going to look, um, the Hulk could be the first one for me. Yeah. So. Oh, if you, if you look at if you look at his elbow joints too, Hot Toys are getting really good at those exposed joints. Really starting to get really good at hiding the articulation. You yeah. notice? You know, yeah, they're yeah. Really, they're getting really clever with it now. It's just yeah. Well, Mark, Michael Crawford he reviewed um, was the, the John Carter mm. um, figure just this week, and yeah, the thing that let that down was the exposed joints. Yeah. And, but I think you're right. The elbows on this thing, it's hardly Hardly yeah. perceptible. So it should be mm. very interesting to see how they manage the Hulk then. Mm. Yeah, I had a theory they'd be going the same sort of way. I mean, um, they're talking about these silicon overskins and everything, but they just don't look good when they're all, you know, when their arms are all folded in and what have you. So I yeah. think this is a much better option. Mm, yeah, it's interesting though, like, because I mean, I haven't, I can't say I've, I've really given it a go, but the the DC Universe Swamp thing, that had that sort of overlay yeah. exoskeleton yeah. thing, and, and that worked really well in you know in terms of what I've done with the posing of it, but yeah, how far can you push it without it looking weird? I'm pretty sure they come with some kind of um, little instruction thing that says, um, you know, feel free to bend the elbows as much as you like, but we don't advise you to go past the 90 degree mark. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that'll be something to keep an eye on then. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just on that silicon thing. I remember recently I went and had a bit of a look over at the sideshow site, and I just happened to be looking at the the Leonidas from the three hundred. Oh yeah. Movie, and they did him with that silicon overlay skin thing, and there was a guy on there that had just posted. He'd just gotten one. He paid some ridiculous amount after market price for it. And he had it all posed up in his cabinet, and everyone's writing in saying, "Guy, get him out of that pose. Get his arms out of that pose. The rubber oh. will not last. No, <laughs> his arms. Don't leave him like that." There was just this wild panic that went on. Oh, already his arms bent up. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm sensing a future discussion topic down the line, and that is uh, <laughs> long, longevity of your cheap plastic dollies. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that with the. Uh, with the Battle of the Planets capes yeah, as well. And the, I think one of the things that seems to go is um, the clear plastic. Like it seems to go cloudy. and Yeah. So, yeah, I'll write that one down. Cool. Mm. All right, well, that wraps up the uh, Articulator news for this week. We'll be, uh, we'll be back after the break with the Toy of the Week. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. I thought Daniel wouldn't fight. He's got no choice. Justin, you must fight to the finish. Fight. Remember, Daniel-son, true strength. Come from heart. He's going to do it. Discover the secrets of karate with Karate Kid Cry Action figures. Concentrate, Daniel-son. They chop, twist, and kick. Karate Kid Cry Action figures are each sold separately. And for more action, look for the Karate Kid Competition Center from Remco. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. 
Each episode we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. This week Andy is the toy of the week, so over to you Andy. Thanks mate. This week I'm reviewing the Hot Toys Blade 2 figure. Now I must apologise to everyone for me doing another Hot Toys review, but at the moment, most of my collection is packed away, and the only thing I have access to are my Hot Toys figures. Oh, poor you. Figures, so <laughs> <laughs> everything else is well-packed. Is that because that's the only thing you buy now, or that you just made sure you could get that stuff out quicker? No, well, it's, it's the last stuff I got, so it's, it's the closest to access, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Now, um, Blade, what can I say? This guy came out early 2010 from memory. Um, he was my first Hot Toys figure. I don't have a lot of Hot Toys figures, but this guy just is just excels, absolutely excels. I actually picked him up, strangely enough, from a uh, from a video game shop when I was on a holiday in Sydney. Um, he was actually reduced because they thought there were parts missing, but turned out they'd just fallen out of the train down into the back of the box. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got a discount because I thought there was parts missing, and then my son was a member of this video shop chain, so I got another discount on top of that. Oh, man, now you're so, just rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, so I got a real bargain as far as the purchase goes. Um, and, yeah, I fell in love instantly, basically. Now, um, everyone knows Blade is... Uh, played by Wesley Snipes, and i got to say, the sculpt on this face is just brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um, bit of a, uh, bit of a um, angry expression, not overly aggressive or anything, um, but if, if you look closely, like I've sent the guys some pictures, um, the detail, the facial hair, the pores in the skin, the eyebrows, everything is there. He's just... Um, you know, you get the right photo of him, you think you're looking at the actor. Yeah, I notice. Sorry, I notice they even have the the tattoos on the back of his the back of his head where his head's shaved. It's just perfect. Yeah, all his tattoos are there. All his movie tattoos. They've got them all on the body. It's um, they they've they've wasted nothing putting the effort into this figure. Um, the eyes, the eyes, just perfect. Um, the paints are spot on, absolutely spot on. The the flesh tones are brilliant. Now, um, one thing you notice with a lot of lot of these uh, six scale toys is um, the clothes can look a bit dolly. I suppose they just um, the way they sort of hang, the way they they look oversized, the, the material looks something. Well, Blade's got his um, leather pants, uh, his shirt, his leather vest. Um, all looks very natural. All looks sized. He's got his his long black coat with the red lining, which is sort of a signature look of blades. Yeah. Um, they've actually got a bit of wire around the base of it, so you can put him in a bit more of a dynamic pose. Um, there's no big clunky buttons, and all the Velcro and such that is used is well hidden. Um, brilliant. Weapons. He's got more weapons than you can poke a stick at. He's got his his signature sword, of course. And there's actually a secondary hilt for that with the uh, the booby trap activated on it that, you know, uh, slices your hand off should you pick his blade up. Seriously, so <laughs> he actually comes with two versions of the sword? Well, it's a secondary hilt, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but apart oh, yeah. you get his sunnies, you get his shoulder holster, you get two handguns for that. 
You get the, the uh, bomber jacket that he wore in a few scenes. Um, two of his uh, two foldable gloves, you know, his little boomerang type things that he throws. Um, the hand blade that he had the EDT in and he, um, that he used at the end of, in the final battle when he fought those two ninja yeah. type vampires in the hallway. Um, his sword, of course, a scabbard. Uh, a few sets of hands. Uh, stakes, UV bombs, his little machine gun. So it kind of looks like a modified Uzi. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Mac 10 machine pistol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, um, the, the magazines are removable in the pistols and the machine gun. And you can actually also um, cock the um, the pistols as well. So they've got the actual sliding sliding action that an automatic pistol has. I, I uh, cannot actually think of another Hot Toys figure that comes this well outfitted, like with just a sheer volume of, of weaponry. I mean, you know, everything he uses in the film is there. Yeah, yeah, in, there's nothing. In, in multiples. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's it's a one of those classic cases. <laughs> so many options. <laughs> but, um, the, artic- yeah, the articulation, you can put him all those cool sort of stances that, that Wes always took in the movie, you know. So, um, and he holds all his stances really well, so you don't have to worry about his uh, stand, which is something I love because I really don't like to use a stand, but I don't have to. Yeah, agreed. But since obtaining Blade, I've sort of saved up and bought a few more Hot Toys figures over the last couple of years, but really none of them hold up to this one. It's just Hot Toys are just so on their game with this figure, but it's not funny. Yeah. It's just ridiculously cool, basically. <laughs> now, I know we got um, Abigail Whistler from um, from the third film, but did um, did we actually get any other figures from the Blade 2? Like we, we didn't get the Ron Perlman figure or... That's it. That's all they got. Yeah, that's a shame. Abigail out of the whole trilogy. Well, it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, I, I really, really would have loved a Whistler figure, actually, funnily yeah. enough. I mean, yeah, one of the things that stands out for, for me with this figure, just looking at the facial, because you look at his face and you go, oh, it's, it's Wesley Snipes, but there's something not quite right. And then I realised what it was, and that is that um, in the movie, because he's a vampire, he actually mm. has, his eyes are different, so Wesley actually wears these lenses. Yeah. And they've even replicated mm-hmm. the, the look in the eyes to show that his eyes are different. That's right, exactly. Uh... I, I, they, they, they've really left no detail untouched. As I said, um, when you go to change his clothes, you can see they, they haven't left off any of the tattoos at all. You know, they've really gone the extra mile on this figure. So he's got a butt tattoo. <laughs> Now that's going to be personal there, I like it. <laughs> you'll have to come and visit and I'll show you. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I wonder if um, Wesley Snipes had to put his blade figure in storage when he went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, as I said, I've had several Hot Toys figures and, and this one is by far the best. By far the best. Like, I, um, yeah, it I looks like one of those things that you just keep looking at keep seeing new details and go, how awesome is that detail? And that yeah. one, and that one. And then look at it, you know, months later and go, yeah, that, that's awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and, um, you know, like old leather, or well, they've used uh, vinyl, of course, because you couldn't get the leather this fine for a figure of this size. Mm. But just the form fits, but it just folds with the figure beautifully. Um, his articulation is hindered a little bit by the, the, the long coat when he wears it. But that's the price you pay if you want him in his signature jacket, which I do. It just looks it's yeah. his best look as far as I'm concerned. But 
you know, as I said, small price to pay. <laughs> and to think this guy, when he first came out, he had a, a recommended retail price of about 160 US dollars and uh, commands huge dollars on the secondary market now. So what's the price it. would you have to pay for one of these these days? I think last time I had a look on eBay, I think there was only one or two, and I think the cheapest one was about 550 US. Mm. Yeah, they don't show up often at all anymore. When they do, yeah, they do command the big money. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to see them revisit this figure, see Hot Toys revisit, but I, I really doubt they will. Because there's, there's, there's no new movies, there's nothing for them to latch on to, and they've got so many other properties going at the moment, I don't think you'll ever see see him re-released, unfortunately. Oh, well, but I can actually see one on eBay right now. It's um, going for 500 Jeez. That's, <laughs> that's pretty pretty nasty. And there's another one for 650 What a Jeez. steal. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, what, if, you, if you had to sort of name a couple of downsides to the figure, um, are there any? You mentioned yeah. the articulation. Yeah, that, that would be, that is the only fault I could find. It's just that the coat does does hinder him. I mean, every other figure I've found a few little niggles, I suppose, but um, I just I just can't find a fault with this guy. The paint, the paint is all beautifully applied. I don't know who they get to, to um, produce these. Like, um, they've obviously got some sort of production line thing happening, but it's just flawless. There's none of the lazy eye syndrome happening. There's, you know, there's no bleed with the hair. You know, um, so I just do you think cannot there's... find another, all, 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 all the sorry, all the all the weapons and everything, all the moving parts. They're tight. You know, they're not loose. There's nothing falling out. So sorry. do you think there is? Um, uh, so you, you, you know, this thing does look faultless. The images mm. I've seen it. You're not the only one who's saying that. <laughs> but people are just finding it extremely hard to fault. And there there have been a few figures uh, over the years where, you know, they've just been said this is, you know, one of the top five Hot Toys figures ever. And that's a that's a big call because, you know, there's so many good ones. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, I think one of the other ones I saw that call on was um, one of the Inglorious Bastards figures. And right. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if there is anything to, to read into the fact that these are movie figures and therefore a larger audience than straight-up comic lines and things like that. So yeah. that they, they put in the extra effort, maybe. I don't know. Mm, mm. Well, I, um, I haven't got any other Hot Toys superhero figures, so I've got nothing to compare to. I haven't got any Iron Man or Wolverine or any of those. I've been very selective. I've got a couple of predators like Ben, and um, I. Uh, what else have I got? I, I did. I did pick up an Abigail Whistler to go with Blade. I picked her up super cheap, and she's nice, but she's just not as good as Blade. And you got your um, Alice too, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Alice. I haven't taken her out of the box yet and had a play with her yet, but um, I, she, she's a she's a pretty good looking figure. I, I'm not 100 percent on the hair. I don't think they've got the hair quite right, but. And the arms look a little bit dollish, I suppose, a bit, bit skinny, you know, the classic sort of straight skinny doll arms. But, um, you know, I just I look at all the others and I can find something that I don't like or I think they could have done better on, but I just can't do it with Blade, unfortunately. <laughs> or, or fortunately, if you prefer. How, um, just looking at him, I mean, Wesley is not a particularly tall guy. I think he's only about five foot nine or something like that. Mm. Um, how does the figure scale up against, say, one of the Hot Toys Predators? 
Oh, the, the Predators tower over him. Yeah. I really do. I oh, really that's do. good. I mean, it's good that they got that attention to detail. In fact, just sort of looking at him, I've got the um, the Royce figure from Predators, and you'd almost yeah. say they'd probably share the same body underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be you, far off there. Yeah. One of the um, preview images we've we've seen is uh, him standing next to the Michael Jackson Thriller figure, and, <laughs> and, and, and he looks a little bit taller than than Michael Jackson, but it could also be the, the pose that got uh, got him in. But um, this is actually an opportunity for me to confess that I own no Hot Toys figures, but my sister does. Oh, no. She owns that figure. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I, I you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm sick of your Michael Jackson, you know, obsession. But that's a hot toys figure. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a particular hot toys figure that has tempted you, Eli? That you've sort of hovered over the buy it now button? Uh, never been that close. Never been that close. Um, the the Captain America the movie one is yeah. bloody nice. I I I could go that other than that it's like it's a movie figure and I I, I kind of I struggle with the idea of having you know a representation of a movie character on my shelf. I'd be more likely to take something that was a generic or or artist sort of specific rendition. Yeah, don't know, but um, yeah, there's it's. I'm sort of thinking it's not going to be too long before I, you know, bite the bullet for one reason or another. I just don't know what it would be at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not going to be Firestorm, so that's that's never happening. Yeah, I, I certainly would be the same. I mean, I'm just waiting for that inevitable day that Hot Toys says that they've got the license to Marvel or DC's sort of superhero universe. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sure I happen to crack at it, so you never know what's going to come in the future. Exactly. All right, so but, uh, if you had to rate... Just... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, if you had to rate this guy out of 10, what would you give him? I'd give him a 10 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's just, um, he's, he's just amazing. I, I, I really... I, I can't fault him. He's really one of the prized pieces of my collection. Excellent. Yeah, and if you like the uh, if you like the, um, the, the the character in the movies, it's even better. Yeah, I'll... Exactly. Blade exactly. Two was a, a great film. I think Del Toro just yeah. nailed it. It had it yep. had everything. It did, it did. But um, you know, I mean, you you have to seriously think about Hot Toys. You know, I don't have a lot of money, and every Hot Toys figure I've got, I've had to save for. Yeah. So um, but I would always recommend if you are really serious about one, get them when they first release because the aftermarket prices just get ridiculous. Oh, yeah, really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, no. I, I, that's the one I actually was most tempted on was the um, Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 beautiful one. And I think yeah. they're still available, but I, um, yeah, I'm just pretending they don't exist for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up Toy of the Week. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. You in trouble. Scramble the storm eagle. Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet. But the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone! So glad you could join us! <laughs> 
We're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take time to discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made in the last week or so. So guys, anything new this week? Yeah, I got a couple of odds and ends this week. Um, are you guys familiar with the, the little Funko figures at all? Yeah. yeah, yeah, little Funko Pop figures. You know, they've done all sorts of things. They've done, um, well, I've just noticed they've done the Beatles and they've done all sorts. They've done Mad, they've done Michael Jackson, Star Wars, and Star Wars. Yeah, they do them all. And uh, I managed to pick up the uh, the Martian Manhunter for my little Martian <laughs> Manhunter shrine. What they've done a Martian Manhunter and no Firestorm? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I'm ahead of you on points at the moment, Eli. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think yours, your character's getting a bit more comic time these days than mine is. He's got his own title at least. That's right. (laughs) So you win in there anyway. Yeah, I managed to pick up this little guy. He's brilliant. I also got the um, the Action League Martian Manhunter as well. Nice. So that's another fun little score. So. My little Martian shrine's going to be quite expensive when I finally get it set up. Did you um, pick him up loose, or did you get him in the twin pack with Dead Man? The Action League? No, he's loose. Okay, cool. I didn't really want any others. It's it's the same thing. You know, I'm just collecting that one character and getting all the weird and wacky versions I can of him. So, yeah, I picked him up loose for a song, so I'm happy about that. And then the other thing I scored this week was um, through my lovely wife that I... Mentioned at the start of the show, um, anyone who uh, goes to the Action Figure Blues forum knows that I'm in the process of um, building my man cave, my um, room for my collection, and, yep, yep. Uh, and um, it's been a slow pro- progress because I just haven't had a lot of time lately, but um, at one end there's a massive alcove where all my DC stuff's going to be going, and I've sort of been trying to figure out how to... Uh, to enclose it, so I like having everything behind glass or whatever, just to save on the dusting and the hassles. Yes. And um, any any of you, you Aussie listeners out there will, uh, may have heard of a, a chain store here called Wow Sight and Sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all closing down. They're going out of business. Yep. And my wife was down in Mackay on Thursday. And, big uh, town. Yeah, big town, yeah. <laughs> Massive population, and she went into Outside and Sound just to see what their clearance specials were like. And she rings me up and said, "How big is that area that you want to enclose for your display?" And I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because Outside and Sound is selling off all their display cabinets." Ah. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> so I quickly raced upstairs and measured out the area again just to double check myself and. Um, She's actually got me a full set of sliding glass doors with all all this uh, the rails and and glass shelves and everything that's going to fit perfectly into that entire alcove. Oh, that is that is very for nice a, for, a, for for a song basically. Good <laughs> like on you. So um, an issue solved basically, and um, I, I could I couldn't be more grateful and. She just walked around the store and she looked at it all before she rang me and she figured out, yeah, those ones are quite the right size and that's yeah. when she rang me. Nice. Yeah, so basically I've solved a major issue and the headache that I had with my display room and got it for a good deal and my missus is just in the good books like she's never been before, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Mm. 
That's going to be hard to top that one this week. What about you, Ben? Did you get anything? Oh, you know how I normally do the, nah, I didn't think I was going to have anything, and then it turns out I did have something, and everyone goes, mm. oh, you know. But no, genuinely, this week, I got nothing. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, I've got a few eBay auctions finishing in the near future that I'm keeping an eye on and very excited about. So, But other mm. than that, no, it's been a bit of a drought. Yeah. Oh, we'll just let us know what auctions they are. We'll go and push them up a bit and track. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> spark, guys. Yeah. Spike them for you. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> I picked up a couple of things this week. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, but I've been um, collecting a bunch of back issues from the cover date at the month of my birth because I want to put oh, together yeah, a little yeah. custom binding. So um, I was originally only going to do one book with um, about 15 issues and then I realised, no, there's just too many good things to have here. So I've actually at the moment got two books going, one for DC and one for Marvel. And um, I picked up the last one of the Marvel books that I wanted to pick up being Marvel feature number 11 and it's a classic uh, Thing versus Hulk story. Very good. Uh, Yes, it's uh, Len Wein and uh, Jim Starlin. So... Heavyweights there. Jeez, those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. So that was pretty good. And when you know you get when you're on eBay and you're looking at these, you go, well, before I buy it, I better see what else they're selling because you want to get some value out of the postage. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And I picked up uh, OMAC One Man Army Corps number one, the Jack Kirby number one for five bucks. Wow. So I was all over that, and I don't know if you guys remember what that cover looks like, but it's pretty freaky. It's like OMAC chucking what looks like a TV or a bath with a woman sort of in a box and it's it's all a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also picked up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Collection Book 1 from IDW and that's actually a, an oversized book reprinting the actual first stories from their, um, their when the Turtles actually started, so oh. the Mirage Run and all that type of stuff, black and white. They were fun stories, like. Yeah, and I, I wasn't actually going to pick up this one. I, I was more interested. There was a three-issue arc called uh, Return to New York or something that I picked up when I was younger, and I, and I wanted to get that one. Um, but that doesn't actually come out to book three, and I realised, well, it's going to look a bit weird when I buy this thing and it's book three and it sits by itself on the shelf. And, you know, I, I try not to be a completist about these things, but that's just wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, do we have to belittle you into getting the first couple? <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why I picked up book one and I've got pre-orders in for book two and book three. And then after that, and I can call it quits. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great looking book. And IDW are doing a lot of great stuff with oversized reprints of, uh, of, of early stories, you know, all their artist edition stuff. I think I talked about the... Um, well, they did a uh, Walt Simonson's Thor. They did yep. a few issues of that. Um, John Romita, uh, senior uh, Spider-Man story, uh, and the um, coming up soon um, David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil Born Again run, which uh, I'm really tempted to pull the trigger on. But we're talking 125 bucks plus 65 bucks postage for that thing. Can someone explain to me how IDW are republishing all this old Marvel stuff? Yeah, they've. It's Scott Dunbier is the guy who's um, doing doing the work, so putting them all together, sorting it out. And I, I think he's got really strong uh, Marvel connections, and um, Marvel are happy for them to do it because it's you know, it's good yeah. for the industry in general, I guess, and good for the history yeah. maybe. They score some money and they don't have to do anything. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. So. 
So yeah, a little bit busy in, in terms of my activity and I haven't yet pulled the, the trigger on that artist edition, but the um, the Turtles books are a nice thing to have in the meantime. Yeah, no, they, they were good. Yeah. All right, well, if nobody's got anything else to report, um, we'll come back after the break with a new Red Card Award. What is this, bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the what-the-fuck moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements or complete fail action figures or even worse, God forbid. Uh, ben, I think this week it might be the God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? Hasbro, you know, you promised so much. Um, it's, um, yeah, look... Obviously, we heard that Marvel Legends were going to be sold Toys R Us in Australia, so we've been keeping a bit of an eye out for those. Um, and I, I actually first became alerted to them being available when a, a friend of mine that I work with, um, he, he came back from the local mall and he said, oh, I've um, just been to Toys R Us and they've got the six-inch uh, Marvel Legends and the six-inch Avengers figures. And I sort of thought, Avengers figures? What, did, I, did I miss something? Um, Marvel Legends and Avengers figures in a store in Australia. So <laughs> I checked my calendar and uh, no, I didn't have any meetings on, so I dashed over there and, you know, we've already talked about Marvel Legends. They skipped Wave 1 and went straight to Wave 2. But these Avengers figures are obviously movie figures and they're in the six-inch scale. But, jeez, uh, oh, I, I tell you, I've got... Hasbro, you, you crushed me. I um, <laughs> These things fail on every conceivable level. Um, yeah. There's three where, of them. where do you start with them? The, yeah. the... I know. Let's start with figure one. Yeah, well, look, they, they did Thor, Captain America, Hulk, um, and they're so bad, I'm really not expecting to see Black Widow and, and the rest of the figures. Um, I mean, guys, I've sent links to you guys so you can have a look at these, but mm. really, this to me, this just says let's get something cheap and nasty on the shelves so that mums and kids will will spot them and and we'll get some sales like this doesn't say adult collector in any way shape or form what it says That's to me sure. it looks like reject shop stuff yeah yeah mm. it looks like knockoff stuff yeah and that's, I mean, the first thing, you know, I, mean, I actually looked at a couple of them and I'm going, yeah, okay, well, it's not the look I'd be going for, but it looks all right. And then you scroll down and the picture just gets worse and worse and worse. And the mm. thing that really hits you hardest, I think, is the leg cuts, which seem to be deliberately cut at certain angles to achieve, I don't know, predefined poses or something. I'm not sure. And the articulation is virtually non-existent. I mean, we're going to talk about that later, but I think the Hulk has like half a dozen uh, points of articulation. It's really, um, really quite dreadful. What's it's one of those points of articulation. It's one of the points of articulation. The jaw on that thing. That's right. <laughs> Don't know. Um, me worry. I. I sort of thought was the first figure I picked up and uh, I quite quickly kind of put him down again. And, and <laughs> like, <"Ugh!"> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's even harder for me because, you know, Cap and Thor are my guys and so, you know, you, you're sort of drawn to them. I just, um, I mean, the, the costume on, say, Captain America uh, for this upcoming movie is obviously different to the Captain America uh, movie costume. It's an updated version. And while I'm not quite sold on it, it is a bit of an improvement on the, the sort of the movie one. They've updated it and make it look a bit more modern. 
but seeing it <laughs> represented like this on this six-inch figure, um, man, what a travesty. And, um, you know, they, they seem to be on sale for about the same price as a Marvel Legends figure. No kidding. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, um, I don't know. Do we, do we really want to go on uh, about these in any more detail? Or... <laughs> No, I, I don't. We could just we could be picking them apart for an hour. Yeah, easily. I'm just trying to figure out what you can do with this leg cut. It's just bizarre. <laughs> well, look at the weird cut on Captain America's um, torso as well. There's this zigzag thing, like he's mm. like he comes apart or something. Right? Yeah. Look, I I think these are the kinds of figures that even if we found them at one of those um, the two dollar stores, uh, you know, on clearance, I, I still don't think I'd even bother picking them up. Um, no, I mean we wouldn't. We wouldn't know what to do with it. We couldn't even use them as custom bases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but um, yes, craps, bro. Thank you very much for that. Nice. All right. Well, let's leave it at that. And um, after a short yeah. break, we're going to come back with our discussion topic of the week: the articulation versus aesthetics conversation. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures he sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures he sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. From Kenner. This week's discussion topic is articulation versus aesthetics. This is one of those topics that there's a lot of people collecting action figures have uh, various opinions about. Um, do you like to have ultimately poseable figures that you can put in any sort of position you'd like? Um, do you like to pose your action figures? Or do you prefer them to represent some version of a character that you're most of a fan of, an artist-specific uh, rendition? Um, we, we went out for put the feelers out for some um, inputs onto this into this episode, and it's the best amount of feedback we've gotten yet. We've got a lot of mm. people have chimed in and have said, "Yep, I've, I've got an opinion about it. That's for sure." And yeah. some people just just don't really care. <laughs> to, to the extreme of, I don't open them, so it doesn't really matter. It's it's all wasted on me because it's the actual collecting the mint on card figure that's you know that's what I do. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm. I'm probably more in the aesthetics uh, bucket myself, but I want to. But I also open all my figures. I don't leave them lying around in packs, other than the uh, Gothotropolis Scarabus figure that we can <laughs> talk about. That. Um, and I do want them to look like a classic representation for me. So I, I'm not a big fan of um, over-articulation for the sake of it because I just don't play with my dollies that much. <laughs> um, but having said that, we know, you know, like Marvel Legends was hyper-articulated. That, that was a really good job and that had come a long way from, say, the vintage Star Wars figures where we had five points of articulation. Um, action figures pretty much maintain that model generally over a lot of years, you know, five yeah. points of articulation until we got to the point where we had something like Marvel Legends, which was like, wow, you know, yeah. these can do everything. Yeah. But um, we got to DC Universe Classics and a lot of people are, are sort of agreeing that it's, it's a bit of a nice middle ground because there is a lot of articulation possibility. But we've got, uh, you know, we've got some character-specific details that are being brought in, whether, you know, like with the um, the Metal Men, for, for instance, you know, we're getting 
showing some nice details there, but with all the articulation as well. So, guys, what do you reckon? Um, where do you sit in this in this argument? Well, I think the first thing I'm going to say is, can we please not say articulation versus aesthetics too many more times? Because oh, <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister for that one. Um, yeah, I think it's a uh, it's quite the topic. Um, I think one of the most common themes we seem to get through the feedback is that people like a balance of the two. Um, obviously, you can have a figure that's hyper articulated or say for a character like Spider-Man who you just really, every little bit counts. I think um, the the Marvel Legends one, you can sort of, he had the articulated fingers so you can get him doing his, his sort of thwipping spiderweb action. And it, That was the classics version, wasn't it? Or was it also yeah. the Marvel Legends one? There was um, one in the actual Spider-Man line and one also in the Marvel Legends line, but he even had the articulated toes so that when you sort of get him squatting down, he can sort of sit on the balls of his feet. Yeah, that um, one's great, that one. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we don't want that in in every figure. Um, you know, a character like the Hulk probably doesn't need it. But uh, so, yeah, I think from the feedback we got, people seem to want a balance of the two. But um, yeah, I'm I'm an opener. I, I don't need to leave my figures mint on card. I, I like to have them all on the shelf. But I'm also I think a couple of people mentioned that once they pose their figures, they're pretty much done. I think um, Measle on Critical Mess was one of those guys who just he sets his figure up and then he's unlikely to come along and put him in a different position. And uh, I fall into that category. Um, I do use the articulation to get them into a bit of a bit of a posing position, mm. and and then mm. I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I think I'm I'm quite similar in that. But occasionally you'll need to rearrange your display for whatever reason, whether it's a move or you know um, just you've got some new figures, you need to make space or change the dynamic and you, you want the freedom to be able to change the pose for that purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. right. But I, one of the other things I think, um, well, certainly one of the negative points with, with too much articulation is if you do play with the figure too much, um, those joints will eventually get loose over time. And I picked up some of the, um, the seventh, uh, sorry, the Four Horsemen, Seventh Kingdom figures um, and one of them, the, um, the hippopotamus guy, uh, when he arrived, his joints were so loose that he, he actually won't stand up. Um, mm. He basically, uh, I mean, I got him for an absolute steal, so it was hard to complain, but he's actually fairly well articulated, and because of the, the, all the articulation, he's like a marionette. Like, you pick him up and he just jumbles at everything, and, you know, if you stand him up, you, you can sort of walk out of the room and, you know, you'll, you'll hear him take a dive because he just will not stand up. I actually had that problem with um, the Mr. Fantastic Marvel Legends figure from the Twin Pack. Oh, yeah. uh, was that with The Thing? Yeah. Uh, and he just, just can't stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Andy? Yeah, well, I, I um. I originally was a mint on card guy, and then I realised that that was sheer folly. So, the most most of my stuff gets opened. The vast majority. There's a few things I keep in packets for, for, for varying reasons, but the majority. Of time. But I'm very much a set and forget sort of guy with my six inch figures. I um whatever pose I put them in, that's where they stay. I'm I am very much um, an artist specific fan. Um, don't hate me, but I'm a big Alex Ross fan, and um, I sort of I've got a Kingdom Come collection which I'm expanding on through customising, and I also have the uh, the Ross Justice line and the Ross JSA line which I'm also expanding. So I'm 
just trying to have in my collection a similar universe. But um, I'm very much like just put them in their stands and that's where they stay. Yeah. But uh, when I get into my 12-inch figures, though, articulation is really important to me. You know, I want to be able to put them in dynamic poses and leave them there. So yeah. that, that's a whole different ball game as far as I'm concerned. And I'll probably find that every so often I'll be looking and it'll bug me and I'll be changing them around. But, um, but yeah, yeah, six-inch figures, it's more... You know, the less less joints I see, the happier I am, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think like those, those those Ross figures definitely. You know, they 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 are. There isn't a lot you can do with them, um, mm. but but they look great. Yeah, yeah and it, that doesn't bother me. You know. Well, actually, um, speaking of that, I think Darth Foley on Critical Mess made a really good point when he said that. Um, too much the Marvel Legends in particular that too much articulation actually ruins the lines so you yeah. sort of you lose that sort of neat sleek sort of appearance of the figure with all these breaks and cuts and things like that and some yeah. of the Marvel Legends that come to mind like the Marvel Legends Falcon um, just mm, has Iron Fist was a bit dodgy as well yeah he's on the same buck he's got those huge sort of marbles for shoulders that just don't work at all but mm. and I mean I think that's just a bad design choice they're just it's just not well designed because I don't think he he gets those two figures don't gain any articulation with that particular type of joint than say a, a DC Universe Classics figure does used to at the same levels of rotation and lift and that sort of thing I think it was just a bad choice yeah. and looks bad Mm. Yeah, well, I, I must admit, um, I mean, I don't collect uh, Marvel Legends because I'm not much of a Marvel guy, but um, those ball joint hips have just never appealed to me at all. I just, yeah. uh, I don't know, they just ruin the lines of the, the figure for me, but that's personal taste, of course. Yeah. Yes, I um, expressed my yeah. personal taste on that matter, and what's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that. I think Raj was going to have you, wasn't he? <laughs> and we've seen pictures of Raj. He's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. But we love yeah. him. Um, the artist-specific stuff, yeah. Like, so the Mike Mignola, uh, I love everything that is artist-specific to him. So um, the, yeah. the Gotham by Gaslight figure that we got from the Elseworld stuff, uh, the Hellboy comic book line I've never I haven't been a fan of the movie line but you know if I can get a hold of any of those comic book lines I just oddly enough they're actually pretty well articulated but they've got like ball hips but they've got that balance of articulation and artist specific which is pretty interesting yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite and I think this is probably takes the case and we just keep talking about this this line every bloody week <laughs> is uh, Necker's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. artist yeah. specific and looks like it steps off a comic page, and you can do just about anything with those figures. Yeah. The only thing it doesn't have is, you know, finger articulation. Yeah, yeah, which you probably really wouldn't use anyway because most of them come with two weapons, and, I mean, even Donnie has mm. to hold his staff with two hands, so... Yeah, yeah, and I think they've got actually alternate hands with um, studs on them as well. Um, but the, the new uh, Turtles figures that are coming out, and I... I think it's the classic line that they're releasing rather than the modern cartoon version. That's actually got articulation in the fingers as well, or, or at least the hand opening like the Marvel Legends style. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see if that works with weapons. I think one of the lines that I'm a bit confused about is um, the, the Marvel Bishouju ladies line. 
Um, I know Scott was collecting those, and uh, a friend of mine's got a couple of ladies, like Black Widow, and they're a bizarre line because they're really not much bigger than a six-inch action figure, but they have no articulation whatsoever, and they cost three or four times as much. Mm. And that's when I'm I'm starting to get really confused as to what's the point. So they're plastic, right? Or they vinyl? are, yeah. Or... yeah they're essentially, yeah, some kind of hard plastic and with zero articulation. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it is a bit of an odd one. So you know, the staction figures, as as they're called, um, uh, even things like uh, the, the old Total Justice figures, where there really isn't a lot you can do with them. You know, it's just yeah. buying a hunk of plastic, and you know, what's the difference between? that and actually buying uh, a statue I was actually um, really tempted to get the Batman um, black and white statue for the David Mazzuccelli's year one version and it's only like six and a half seven inches tall and I'm going oh I'm going to pay a hundred bucks for basically what would be the same height as an action figure that's you know that's a bit weird but it's a statue, you know. It's, it, there's different lines between what's an action figure and what's a statue and what's a hunk of plastic and what's not. So if um, DC Direct were to announce a Batman black and white artist-inspired action figure line, you'd be all over it? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, as would I. Because yeah. yep. yeah. I think it's because it's action figures that, that is my hobby, Um so, and even if you're looking at stuff like Hot Toys as well, they're, they're still action figures. They're not statues. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, there's some statues I would love to have, but I don't collect statues. Yeah. 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 Even, even, well, even though I'm going to pose them and forget them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, um, I've got a few of those. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the McFarlane Movie Maniacs figures. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. I've got a few of those and... Um, as I said, it doesn't bother me because once they're they're in their pose, and on the shelf, shelf I've forgotten about them. But uh, McFarlane had this weird habit of putting a cut joint in a strange spot that mm. served absolutely no purpose whatsoever. I don't know if that's how they felt they needed to justify that they could call them action figures. But, yeah, um, it was almost like I, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I could never understood the logic there. <laughs> yeah, and they they were in such weird positions so that if you turn someone's leg, they that it just really threw off the aesthetic of the leg like it just looked completely odd they had these jagged bits sticking out that just didn't work exactly exactly you could only sit in one place and, and yeah. look proper you know? i mean speaking of mcfarlane um you know they were notorious for their I mean, we used to call them inaction figures because they really didn't do much and mm. uh, i'm a i'm a huge bob howard fan and i love conan and uh, every incarnation of conan and um, when he did that line of Conan figures, I, I actually only owned two of them because I remember looking at them in the shop after seeing the solicitations and thinking, oh, that's just how they've posed them. But most mm. of them came in these pre-posed positions that were just, yeah. you know, if you didn't like it, that was it. Like there was no, I mean, one of the Conans, he has his arms sort of raised up above his head with this sort of giant warhammer. And mm. that's it. There's there's no changing that position. That's exactly how he's going to look on your shelf, whether you like it or not. So mm. I passed on most of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've seen the, the Nika. I'm sure you have the Nika Conan figures. I mean, they're very much the same thing. What you see is what you get. But mm. do, yeah. do, Nika, do Nika class as action figures? or? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, those ones were, yeah. They do class it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. I've got one of those as well, and it's the same thing. You get one pose. That's it. It's, yeah. Yeah. I've um 
Yeah, I mean, I passed. I, I was kind of keen on those um, those Conan figures, but for the same reasons, like, uh, no, that's just not enough. And so, I ended up buying the um, what is it, the uh, He Man of the North um, V Core Vicor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That kind of looked like Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best yes. of both worlds. Right. Well, I mean, speaking of NECA, um, you know, they do a lot of... Are we going to have a fight about how to pronounce that? Oh, uh, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> it's, it's NECA, remember? It's official. <laughs> official. I, I got word from my source. You did, yes. <laughs> What else did you get from your source? No, no, I, I just I just got to, uh, you know, bragging rights, basically. Yeah. So, you know, right, I don't, yeah. don't want to keep bringing it up from week to week, but I will if you make me. <laughs> but speaking of our friends at NECA, um, they do a lot of video game properties and one of the ones that I was really glad they picked up was the Army of Two license. Uh, I don't know whether you guys have ever played any of the games, Army of Two. It's, um, it's basically uh, uh, you, you pair up with a mate and it's these two mercenaries that work for this organisation called TWO and um, there's in two and uh, they just, these guys are just fully kitted out with guns and, you know, just the, the full body armour. But they actually wear those ballistic masks, the ones that look like skull faces sort of thing. And oh. they actually did action figures of both the, uh, the two main characters. And they are just superb looking figures. The, the detail is just gorgeous. Uh, but I was actually playing with the figure when I first got it, and I'm like, oh, look, you know, his head swivels from side to side, his, his head goes up and down, the mask lifts up. You know, this is sensational, and I'm sort of looking and sort of playing with the guns. And then I realised that from the waist down, they don't have a single point of articulation. Like, nothing. Not, not a knee, an ankle, or, or any... Oh, actually, sorry, I take, I take that back. Their, their feet swivel from left to right, but um, nothing at the hips, nothing at the knees... It's um, yeah, but um, in saying that, uh, I quite like it. I mean, it, it means the lines are so smooth um, mm. that the figure just looks outstanding. Mm. So. so, so we've talked a little bit about um, with the the the, the articulated um, lines there are out there. So Marvel Legends and DCUC in particular, and. Um, I don't have any, but Revoltech as well would be uh, an interesting thing to talk about. But um, and people generally really like something like DC Universe Classics because it's essentially a consistent scale and type of buck um, model going through the whole line. So you're getting a you know you can build a universe that looks like it. It's yeah. all related to itself. Yeah. But the, the articulation isn't always consistent all the way through. Now, Marvel Legends, we've talked about before, a couple of those figures like Falcon and, and Iron Fist were different to, you know, things like Spider-Man and Daredevil and, and things like that. And the larger figures, you know, because they had their own tooling, they did whatever they wanted. So you got an awesome abomination, for example. But then DCUC has been pretty consistent. But then we've got these double-jointed uh, knees on a few figures and where you'd think they'd use it on a particular figure they haven't and use yeah. it where they don't need to. Mm -hmm. Is In those type of uh, situations, you know, would you prefer them to just make a decision and stick to it or should they adapt and, and respond or, or identify new ways of doing things? Oh, um, I... 
And I must also thank uh, Brian on Facebook for his comment um, input into the in the argument because he sort of set that one up for me. Yeah, I, I certainly like when he, he talked about coherence or compatibility, as he mm. said. Um, look, I'm happy for them to use specific things for specific figures. I know that when characters in DC Universe Classics came out, like Blue Beetle, there were some arguments about which joints they used and why and the benefits. But I'm happy for them to, to come up with new things on the fly. But um, so long as they make intelligent decisions about when they use them, and sometimes they don't, so mm. you kind of sit there and go, well, gosh... I kind of wish they just had have stuck with a standard buck and I would have had a better looking figure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously that uh, the double jointed um, knees and elbows makes sense for more, some characters more than others. So like the the martial artists and, and, and the like and blue yeah. beetles and insect sort of characters. So, you know, you should yeah. be able to get into different things. The creeper. Mm. Yeah, yeah, creeper. Exactly. People were complaining about Robin's double jointed elbow, but I found that quite useful. Yeah. Uh, and you know, really comes down to how you're intending to pose your figures, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think for me where it falls apart is with the ladies. Um, oh, God. I, <laughs> I love the ladies and I love lady figures. If you um, could fix anything, DCUC. Yeah. Um, just fix that thing and just say sorry, move on. Yeah. Look, I... Uh, I know in, in reading some of the comments on the mess and places like that, um, DC Direct got a bit of a beating about their lack of articulation. Mm. But, uh, geez, they do some of the best ladies out there. Um, you know, looking at some of the, the, the figures they've done and just, I guess, the, they capture that sexiness, that sleekness, that, you know, nothing throws that off worse than ball-jointed hips. Yeah, uh, but, you know... To be fair, you know, like Thrill Killer Batgirl is beautiful figure, but mm. you can't do anything except for one one pose with, yeah. because of the because of the the way it's articulated at the at the hips. Yeah. Actually, I have her within reach, so I've, I've I've just reached for that figure. So, and yes, you're right. She's, I I'm, challenge you to stand her up without a stand. Yeah. yeah I'm they, up for that went through a fad there with the the, the, the ladies all having a sort of turned hip thing going on. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was, it was a disaster, really. Yeah. It, just, uh, it didn't work at all. Now, the, um, the Dodson line of um, Wonder Woman figures as well, you need a stand, but God, they look nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mm. used the um, the DC Direct um, Power Woman, I think it was, um, to do my Thundra custom because she's she's got that sort of, that really powerful look of a, of a bigger sort of She-Hulk type character and, you know, obviously the... Um, the hips and the cleavage and everything makes a difference, um, but she doesn't stand up either. She needs. She's my only figure that's currently on a stand because she won't yeah, stand up. Yeah, she's actually standing on the tip of one of her feet on my toes. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, and I've I've taken Eli's challenge to get my thrill killer Batgirl to stand up, and she does. But oh boy, <laughs> it's. Uh, She's precarious at best. If I yell it, if I let yell loud enough down the <laughs> mic, I reckon she'll fall over. Yeah, and she she really is a bad example of just being over dramatic. Like she's really got that hip leaning sort of yeah. thing. But um, to be fair, she's got the sexy curves and she looks great. Yeah, yeah, so, she does. And I'll, I'll take that over um, anything that they do for DC Universe classics. Funny, um, I was thinking about, uh, well, I don't know if they're aimed at kids, but let's talk about um, the Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice figures, the, the mm. three and three-quarter inch figures. Yeah. Now, they're, 
the, you know, they're based on cartoons. They look pretty good representations of the cartoons. Hardly any articulation, so that's cool. And they barely stand up. Mm. So it's kind of like, well, they look cool, but not only can't I play with them a lot, I also can't just pose them easily. Yeah, well, especially the, the Justice League Unlimited, I, um, the, the incredibly weak ankles and legs, incredibly weak. There's, there's nothing nothing much to them as far as uh, articulation goes, but just the weakness of the legs. Have you ever looked at um, our mate Flabat's collection on... Um, on the forum, he's got them all. He's got all the feet glued down because they're all just tilting forward. And mm. there's no way. There's no. There's nothing you can do with the ankles or anything else. Or there's no knee articulation to combat it. So mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, you can correct the pose with some hot water, but that doesn't mean it's to say it's going to stay that way. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, guys, you sorry. you guys both have boys who have played with action figures. Do you? Do you notice them making you know, a lot of use of the articulation when it's available? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the children are more creative <laughs> with that type of stuff. <laughs> mm. uh, and and actually, I will raise uh, some feedback that we got from um, uh, Jill on the mess. Goes by Stray Cat Blues or currently Cheshire Cat, and, and she said, "For me, it's all about aesthetics, but for the kids, it's articulation." Yeah. Mm. Because you know, if they didn't have articulation, they just do what we do and put them on a shelf, and then what would be the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it. That's 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 the fun, and you also give them, you know, get some some of those flight stands or something like that, so they can, you know, do flying sidekicks with Nightwing and stuff like that. It's great to see the stuff they come up with. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, if if I could have my little nitpick um, with DC Universe classics, it's like articulation doesn't mean shit when the figures have got warped legs and won't stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, uh, as far as three and three quarter go, I don't own a whole lot. I've got a couple of Young Justice figures and what have you, but um. I've also got a uh, Hellboy movie figure that I actually picked up from Wizard World in Chicago. It was the the, um, the Golden Army exclusive that they had. Oh, yes. And he's he's got ball-jointed hips, but on him it just doesn't matter because, again, the aesthetics are there. He's a beautiful figure. Yeah. Absolutely beautifully done. I can't remember the brand. Who who did that? You guys could probably tell me. But, um... Uh, he, yeah. Mezco? might be. I, I can't drag him out alone to tell you. He's packed away somewhere too. But um, yeah, they really got it. And Star, the, the Hasbro Star Wars figures. Mm. I think I think Eric's actually made a comment about that too. They yeah. They um they tool them individually for the characters, and I don't know how they do it, but um, they they get it right. They really get it right. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they might, and that might have something to do with, and we were talking about before with Hot Toys, but it might have to do with a licence that just sells and sells that they can actually invest in getting that stuff right. Because they right. know they're going to ship a lot, they're going to, you know, they're going to move a lot of that product. Yeah. Yeah. It's really dumb, yeah. Sorry. So, would you guys say that articulation then is more relevant to certain characters? So when I say that, um, like your superhero toys, you prefer articulated, but then for, I don't know, you know, movie maniacs type stuff, it's kind of a pose and forget. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have any movie-specific toys, but I think that would be a fair call, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah something um, Hyperion on Critical Mess mentioned that um, a couple of people were saying that they really don't like the chest um, and the ab articulation, but he actually mentioned that those, um, those joints are actually critical for getting characters into flying mm. positions and things like that, being able to... Um, Get, you know, I mean, one thing you've always noticed that is a lot of action figures can't look directly upwards, so that yeah. makes putting them in a flying yeah. pose quite difficult. Mm. Mm. And Hasbro did a really good job of that with the um, the Iron Man movie figures and and also the the Marvel Legends Extremis version, because Iron Man can actually look like he's flying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, I think um, yeah, DC Universe Classics seem to have really found that nice middle ground. I think we got pretty much agreement across the board. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I reckon that uh, that we could talk about this one a lot, and we could talk about <laughs> all the toys in our collection and think <laughs> which ones, which one do I do I like it because it's articulated or just because it looks good? Mm. Yeah. Let's spend ten minutes talking about uh, ankle joints. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it really comes down to do you like to um, do you want articulation for articulation's sake, or do you actually use it? So, do you set up fight scenes? Do you train change your display regularly? Do you you know you want to be able to have that freedom? Then I think definitely. Um, but you know, if you don't do that, then it's kind of just you know uh, unused bonus, I guess. Yeah. Or, or it gives you the freedom to put it into a really cool leave, set and forget pose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Alrighty, well, that wraps, wraps up the discussion topic for this week. Um, we're going to be back in a little bit with um, some feedback before we wrap the show up. To stop the evil doomsday, you need a hero who's more than a man. Superman. He's been called the greatest, the strongest, the first among heroes. High-voltage villain Conduit is powered by Kryptonite, but with Krypton Cannon blasting, Laser Superman powers him down. Conduit will learn, don't mess with the S. Superman. It's the dreaded Doomsday, the most fearsome force in the universe. Even Doomsday will learn, you don't mess with the S. Superman figures each sold separately, blocks not included. Well, before we finish up, we've got a little bit of feedback to get through from our listeners. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. It's exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, Ben's got some feedback for us tonight uh, from one of our listeners, um, but before he reads that out, I've got a few corrections to make about uh, a certain review I, I did for a toy a couple of weeks back, <laughs> being the Gothotropolis Scarabus figure from the uh, the Four Horsemen. Um, there's a few details, and, and I think I did mention that I hadn't actually taken the thing out of its packaging, which may have affected my ability to give an accurate uh, review of the uh, the said figure, <laughs> yeah. So I um, towards the end of that review, I rambled on a bit about it looking like there was a separate sort of headgear thing where you might be able to. It was a black thing that you'd be able to attach and attach some horns to. And oh my god, that was awesome! Well, that was rubbish. <laughs> oh no! So, so the things that were potentially horns are actually um, well. I don't know if they're called horns once they're in your back, but they attach to the back of the figure, so they're um, sort of bony protrusion? protrusions. 
protrusions. That's easier than the other tongue twister from before. Um, so they actually attach to the figure. The little black things that come attached are actually a way to customise the timekeepers, the short little goblin-y dudes that come oh, with yes. the Gothotropolis line. So I think for each of the... 57 variants of the Scarabus figure, they come with their own little timekeeper customization details to so that you can match them to the um, Scarabus version that he stands with, which in itself is extremely cool, but I just had no idea what I was talking about a couple of months ago. <laughs> That's great. The Action Figure Blues podcast, where we guarantee 73.9% toy accuracy. <laughs> uh, there was well, a couple of... There well. <laughs> <laughs> was a couple of other details. Um, the green flame attaching to the other hand, I suggest would only attach to the fist hands, but uh, as it turns out, it can attach to the open hands as well. So that's pretty bloody cool. And bang for your buck. Bang for your buck. I also may have suggested, I think the thing would have some trouble standing up. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> and I apologise to the four horsemen if they actually did listen to that review and just go, this guy is a jerk. <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, there you go. So, I won't be reviewing <laughs> another you, figure for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Guess Scott's going to bench you now. <laughs> the truth is, Levi doesn't have this figure at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading somebody else's review. Yeah, that's it. right. It's on his want list. <laughs> uh, pricks. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, I think you've got some feedback tonight, so over to you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Elo. Um, yeah, we got a message from Bryant, and he says, Dear Scott or other AFBers, or in this Dear. case, yes, it is other AFBers because Scott's got the week off. Um, he goes on to say, I wanted to congratulate you on the podcast and say keep up the good work. I've enjoyed your blog for the past couple of years, although I don't comment much for or, uh, or post on the forums. I'm not much of a forum guy anyway. Um, however, I would like to note that I started listening to podcasts, toy-related of course, about six months ago, and in that time I've sampled several of the most popular shows, yet only follow a couple of them, all Transformers-related. That is, until your show started up. I'm happy to say that I really enjoy the AFB podcast and look forward to your continuing adventures. You guys all sound like nice, standard-worth dudes and avoid a lot of the arrogance and elitism demonstrated on some other podcasts by other collectors' hosts. I always find your show very inviting and interesting, and even when you cover things I may not necessarily be into. You guys keep the show fun and accessible. Once again, keep up the good work, and thanks. And he says, best wishes, and that's Bryant. He has his own website, which we should probably plug now, and that's um, www. 3bstoyhive.com that's 3 is in the number 3bstoyhive.com and he says just in case you're wondering I'll listen to you guys from Miami, Florida so yeah, oh, nice. great wow. message thank well, you very much, nice to know we're appreciated yeah, yeah, a couple of things jeez, we, we don't talk about Transformers no, but he um, mm. he listens to other transform uh, other podcasts mm. that are Transformers yeah. related so, but yeah, mm. no, we don't really cover them do we? No, but um, he made a point about uh, was sort of I think around about the down to earth dudes and avoid a lot of the arrogance and elitism. Elitism, um, and I think we mentioned that uh, we were having a conversation before the um, the podcast that um, some podcasts are quite negative and um, they've 
quite happy just to slam everything they talk about and you know it's cool to say everything's crap and the world's in crisis and I'd, I'd like to think we're more the glass half full guys that's right so it's yeah. good to hear that um somebody else picks that up from us yeah yeah i wouldn't say that we're not elitist you know um you guys are <laughs> I, I try yeah. to keep things uh, balanced so, well, you know, I mean, we're, we're all in this hobby for the fun of it, you know, we're not out here for any sort of competition or anything like that, so, you know, why shouldn't it be fun? Exactly. You know, if, you know I've, I've got no time for people that, you know, go, go berserk with every minor detail and, you know, if that's what you're into, fine, but, you know, if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it, so, you know, and that's why I've, I've hung around with you guys and that's why I like AFB because we seem to... You know, we seem to have that attitude, and it's good that people are picking up on that. You know, it's 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 nice to know that people are enjoying just um, people having fun with their hobby and not getting hung up on it. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So maybe we can uh, entrust Brian to keep us in line and uh, send us a message when he thinks we're uh, we're getting too big for our shoes. Mm. Yeah, that's it. We're being watched. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I reckon that uh, brings us to the end of episode number eight. Um, it's been good. It has. Yeah. Good job. Good it's it's the first probably. episode without our uh, fearless leader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably ed- killing him. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if he edits himself in after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I should take the opportunity to bag out, you know, Captain Marvel slash Photon slash oh. Monica Rambeau, shouldn't I? Uh, but then again, he's going to episode this. He's going to edit this episode, so he'll just, you know, put in his own little um, editorial about fuck Shang Chi. So what's the point? So. <laughs> 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 no, I perish the thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, as we say, that's the end of episode number eight of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening as well. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or by subscribing at iTunes. If you do subscribe from the iTunes store, please take the time to leave us a positive review. We don't want any negative ones because that doesn't really help our cause. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike S, Big Bad Toy Store and popculture.com who help keep the site running. When we're not podcasting, blogging or other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find all of us on the Action Figure Blues forum at afbforum.com. On the forum, uh, I go by the name Dozy Muppet and Andy goes by the name FB and Ben goes by the name Fish Milkshake. I'd let them explain their own names, but then they just put all this joke stuff around and it's just a lot simpler like this. (laughs) 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 We'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future toys of the week or discussion topics. We love it when we reach out and you guys come back with a lot of input into our discussions. You can get uh, in contact with us uh, by emailing us on podcast at actionfigureblues.com or by joining the AFB forum and telling us there. You can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter by following the uh, AFBlues account. And you can like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook at facebook.com slash actionfigureblues. All right. Well, I think that's it for us. 
Indeed. Uh, I think we've had a good one, and it's not too late, and I might actually even be able to have a read before I go to bed. Good job, Ooh. guys. Yeah. Good fun. All right, guys. We'll speak to you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye.